Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you are tired of the mega bank experience, and you know what I mean by that term, if you're at one of those banks, we won't mention any names, but if you're tired of computer-generated voices and uh, not being able to get a live person on the phone and not even knowing who, who can tell you anything about your account... My suggestion is you check out Renaissance Bank. I found they're big enough to be able to handle any pretty much any need you can throw at them, but they're small enough to do it and service you in a personal way. Go to renaissancebank.com, find one of their local offices, and give them a call, and I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now we have two fantastic guests today. We have Maria Walden Sullivan, and Maria is with the Community Foundation for Northeast Georgia, and we also have Chris McChesney, and Chris is with Franklin Covey, and he's the author of The Four Disciplines of Execution, and Chris is going to be speaking at an event sponsored by and underwritten by the Community Foundation for Northeast Georgia, and that's what we're here to talk about. Maria, this Sounds pretty exciting. We are excited. Chris, thank you for being here today, but also participating at the event. And that's going to be, and I'll start it and I'll end it with this November 1st. Mm -hmm. It's at the North Point, excuse me, Community Church in Alpharetta, Mm -hmm. and it'll take place between nine and noon. But you better bring your workbooks with you because Chris is not just sitting, make you sit there and (laughs) listen. He is going to explain how you can turn your strategy into execution. And so, Chris, thank you so, so much. The Four Disciplines of Execution is an amazing book written in so many languages. And and the reason, let me just give you some insight as to the Community Foundation and why we're doing this. Yeah. Community Foundation is that we are mm-hmm. working to be the convener in the community for both for-profit and non-profit organizations. And most uh, recently, we've had a non-profit academy, which Chris's event will also fall under that, but it only speaks to primarily the nonprofit sector. We can give so many seminars on fundraising or strategic plan or board development, but we wanted to take this to a higher level. Mm-hmm. And why not go with this? Let's just, if you're going to go big, go home, just go big. And so this is for all organizations within a community, corporations, leaders in those teams, nonprofit organizations, leaders, and how, especially at the end of this year, how do you work towards 2024 and building your strategy and executing on that? And so we thought we would give this gift to the community as let's learn about this from the, the expert. So that's, yeah. Well, let's talk about, I want to give people a little background on you, Chris. A lot of folks have heard of Franklin Covey, and the four disciplines of execution. I have a feeling a lot of people have seen the book, but they may not know you, right? They see the book all over the place. I've seen it all over the place, airports and and what have you. But let's give them a little background on you first and why you are the premier person to be able to give a presentation like this. Well, I'll I'll tell you, John, I, I love the expression that it's better to fall in love with a problem than to fall in love with a solution. (laughs) <laughs> and you have to think about that one for just a second. But 20 years ago, and, and Maria, you were there. You watched. I remember when this thing was in its embryo. Yep. 
we, the team at Franklin Covey in the Southeast region, and Maria, you were part of the team yeah. at that time. Yeah. We, we just dug in on this problem of why so many leaders struggle to execute really good strategies that mm. make sense. And everyone's saying this is a great idea, and yet we're spinning our wheels. And so we, our teams worked with 4,000 organizations for 20 years really on one problem. And for someone who has as much ADHD as I have, I'm very proud of the fact <laughs> that I stayed on one thing for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, you know what that speaks to though, Chris, is that speaks to how chronic a problem this is, right? If you've been at it for 20 years, it's hard. It's a hard one to solve. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So when we first started to look at this, two things showed up right around why this is so hard. The first thing we saw right away, and that was that it always revolved around a change in human behavior. People had to do something different. And whenever you're looking at, at getting a new plan off the ground and you're people, what's the definition of insanity? Keep doing the same things, expecting a different result. And it's hard enough to change your own behavior, let alone somebody else's or a whole bunch of somebody else's. So that dynamic was at the heart of it. And we saw it right away. But the other issues was hiding in plain sight. And what we didn't realize, and this turned out to be the key, was that the enormous energy to just keep your existing business going, what we call the day job of the whirlwind, is so intense, it it absorbs all, all the energy, right? So, so the everyday urgencies of just maintaining the operation are so dominant. If, if you feel like if you feel like weeks are going by and everyone's working as hard as they can, and yet we're not getting any closer to that critical goal, then you're experiencing exactly what we were talking about. And so the trick became not about executing the goal but about how do you execute that new goal or that new priority in the face of this 100-mile-an-hour whirlwind? Mm. And so that those two, the problem with human behavior and changing habits combined with the challenge of getting through the day job to really put energy against those things that matter most, that most leaders, when you explain that, basically feel like, okay, have you been watching me? <laughs> I, I can feel, sometimes it's good to know that everyone struggles with that. It's so common. Yeah, for sure. And and we're also talking about changing culture behavior too, right? Yes, so, sir. So that's the culture being when yep. you add up all those individuals, right? The collective behavior. Yeah. That's right. And that culture, John, it has a sort of, it has an inertia. It has a momentum of its own. Mm -hmm. And it gets very frustrating for leaders because individuals will give them the thumbs up and say, that's a great idea. I, I love where you're going. <laughs> I like working for you. This is awesome. And nobody does anything different. <laughs> Two weeks later, nothing's changed. And, and breaking that cultural inertia is, is a no joke problem. And so what... How has the pandemic and the aftermath affected all this? The work at home, now we're going back to the office, now we're hybrid, and now we don't want to work at all, or whatever whatever the buzzwords are, right? How yeah. has all this environment changed all that? Well, I think in the last couple of years, we've learned two things about this. The first thing that we learned was the fundamental principles of good execution don't care if you're at home or at work. Mm. 
there was actually some good news for organizations that are struggling to get people back to work because it doesn't rely on the personality of a charismatic leader. You know, what the disciplines of execution are about is engaging people in something that feels like a winnable game. And that can be done virtually. That's the one thing that we saw that there was another thing that started to see that we started to see though as well. And it had less to do with the virtual work and more to do with the uncertainty in people's lives. During the pandemic, do you you remember that feeling of just feeling like everything was fluid? Everything was in motion. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know what I'm doing with my parents. I don't know what I'm doing with my kids. Like they're in school, they're out of school. We can't visit mom. We're worried about mom. We Mm -hmm. talked to her through the screen door at the back of the house, like weird stuff. And we, we started to do a little research on this idea that human beings can only handle so much uncertainty at one time. And then they don't, then they don't deal with it at all. Mm. And one of the things we started to realize is that when it comes back to execution versus the day job, the whirlwind, I might not like it, but I know it. It doesn't have a lot of uncertainty. So if I'm dealing with a lot of uncertainty in other parts of my life, it makes it even harder to get away from the whirlwind because I want to just retreat back to what I know. And that new goal, even though it's so important and we're all committed and we all want to do it, it's a bag of, I don't know, like, like we got to <laughs> yeah. talk to those people. Before we do that, we got to have one of these. And I don't even think those people like us. And uh, I'll just go back to what I do. Right. So we, we really started, the pandemic helped us to get our head around how poisonous ambiguity can be hmm. when it comes to execution. So, so those are two high level things that we were aware of. The good news being, hey, the principles of execution work virtually. The bad news being, <laughs> watch out for an overload, an overdose of too much uncertainty in a person's life. Well, and I guess that's a, the latter is maybe a good thing if you take that as a lesson, right? That's that, right. That, because ambiguity has always been a, an exactly. issue if you have it, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, and knowing the tools as a leader, so think about it this way. If I'm a leader, I have to understand that people don't really fear change. This is important. They look like they fear change, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? What they fear is uncertainty. Human beings initiate change all the time. What they don't like is the uncertainty that comes along with change or the ambiguity. And so we started to look at our, our basic disciplines through that lens. How does discipline one take ambiguity away? How does discipline two take it? Like if you can take the ambiguity out of goal setting, you get much more action around it. I love that. And Chris, you said something as far as the uncertainty. And I think of the nonprofit sector, especially like working in yes. a community, there's so many uncertainties with, with right? fundraising, who's going to show up for your event, or right. if you're working in a citywide initiative, like, and I know you've done tons of those. Yeah. How is everyone going to come on board and how do you get people involved? And so I think for you've done a lot of work with both areas, but I immediately go to the uncertainty. Wow. What happens in the community and why we're doing an event like this? I really think what you're saying is really important in the nonprofit space. Maria, my wife, Constance, has been heavily involved with a, non, a local nonprofit called Family Promise. And they help. Are you both nodding? Oh, right? yeah. You, you yeah. Know about these guys, right? Yep. Sure. And she's been heavily involved with them. And it's a great organization. But wow. 
Like I thought the executives I coach have to deal with challenges, right? It's when you don't sign when you don't sign a volunteer's check, like like the stakes are so much higher and there's so many variables that they have to deal with. But turns out that again, the basic principles of execution become really important because as a nonprofit, I don't have some other levers. Mm. That right. Other right. I can't. I can't always do a lot of the other things that that other managers, for profit managers, have at their disposal. So that's I have to be right. really good. I have to be really good at the fundamentals. That's right, and that's how how I hear this, and that's pretty exciting. In fact, yeah, we do a lot of work with Family Promise. Good for Cand or, or Constance. Excuse me. Constance. Yeah, Constance. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome. she's gotten me into it too. I'm at, the, I'm at the galas. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, I think they're that's actually going to be at this event. In fact, that's oh, wonderful. Right yeah. Folks, we're here chatting with Chris McChesney. Chris is the best-selling author of The Four Disciplines of Execution and executive with Franklin Covey and Maria Walden-Sullivan. Maria is with the Community Foundation for Northeast Georgia. And we're chatting about an event that's coming up on November 1st, 2023 at North Point Community Church in the morning, 9 to 12 register at cfneg.org. So Chris, at a real high level, we're, we want people to read the book. We want people to come to the event, <laughs> but uh, let's talk about these four disciplines at a high level. Yeah. And I just, let me preface it with a statement. I read a book recently. A lot of people have read this book called Atomic Habits and it's getting a lot of press right now. It's really good. Yes. And he says something. I was so, I kicked myself. Maria, I thought I should have said that. I was so close to saying that. <laughs> but I want to preface it with this thing that James Clear says. So Clear says, we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. Mm. And yeah. I thought, wow, is that critical for what we're talking about? So when it comes to this natural ability for the day job to push out all of our other goals, we don't rise to the level of the goals. We need a system. And so that's all the four disciplines are. The four disciplines are not how you run your business. It's how you execute something while you're running your business. So I'll just say them really quickly. The first one is called focus on the wildly important. And it's all about getting clear about what's whirlwind, what's or life support, and what is the wildly important goal that we're going to apply the four disciplines to. And how do we define that? We need to give it a starting line, a finish line, and a deadline, right? What kind of goal is a wildly important goal? Well, it needs to be something that requires a high degree of human buy-in or emotional energy. And so discipline one is all about getting clear on that target. So I know, okay, we always sometimes we say whirlwind plus one. So I got my whirlwind. I just got to survive. And then I get one plus one. And if I can do whirlwind plus one, I can survive. All right. So that's discipline one. Discipline two is called act on the lead measures. And so what we know is if the wildly important goal, that's a what we call a lagging measure, a lead measure is something that I can do, something that I can measure, I've got control over, and it's going to lead me to the lag measure. So for instance, if my lag measure was weight loss, my lead measure, of course, would be calories and exercise, or I might have a personal goal to, to run a 5K in under 22 minutes, right? And my lead measure is running 12 miles a week, or, or my child wants to get a 3.5 GPA, and there's a lead measure on current homework average or number of hours spent studying. But what we found was this notion of lead measures and leverage 
can apply to anything. And so the second discipline is about how do I simplify it? I know there's 30 things. I know there's 30 things I really ought to be doing to achieve this goal. But what are the one or two that if I just own those, right? With everything else I'm doing, if I just own a couple of lead measures, it feels like a really good bet that I'm going to get the goal. And when you narrow, so we were talking about ambiguity earlier. Like when you get people to narrow down these lines and say, okay, that's whirlwind. That's my goal. These are my lead measures. Just getting clear, the ambiguity goes down. And then the third and fourth one, I'll say really easily, the third one, I got to see it. The third one's all about creating a compelling scoreboard. Or as we like to say, throw the game on switch, right? It's hard to go that mental thing in your brain where you go game on. Like we're like, (laughs) that's hard to do if I'm looking at 15 dials, right? Right. So I got everything in the whirlwind and then I got my game on switch, right? That's number three. And then number four is all about, number four is called create a cadence of accountability. And the only way to get through that whirlwind is you have to have a cadence, a march of accountability against that lead measure. The one or two things we're going to do every week to make sure that lead measure happens. And so, right, we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. This is a very simple system for just putting some jet boosters on that one thing (laughs) that's got to get through the whirlwind. And I'm a little embarrassed that we're 22 years figuring out what I just told you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've been refining, John. We've been working the rough spots off. Well, here's the good news is that anyone who comes to this event is won't take them 22 years. They're going to be right. 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 (laughs) Don't you wish you could go back in time and tell yourself some really obvious things? Yeah. 20 years ago. Yes, absolutely. But that's the whole purpose, folks. Come to this event and learn from what uh, Chris has spent a whole lot of time refining. <laughs> Chris, what can people expect when they come to this event? Yeah, I, if you can't tell, uh, I, I have a very short attention span and, and a whopping case of attention deficit hyperactivity <laughs> disorder. So I like to keep things fast and fun. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go through kind of two parts. We're going to talk about the problem. Then we're going to talk about what to do about it. And we'll use a bunch of different examples. And I'm going to I'm going to keep them in, in little mental activities. So working at your table and working through these things. So I, I don't want people to just come away with a sort of philosophical idea. I want them to come pick a problem and then work that problem through the morning and literally have a simple little system that they can employ the next day so that they can. Human beings are built for purpose and progress. And when you see somebody get burned out, it's not from the work, it's from a sense of futility. And so helping, giving people tools to make progress, I I, I think is fundamental to a great culture and a positive, healthy professional life. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I am so excited. I'm sitting here. I know your attention deficit. and <laughs> You were there at the beginning. I do what I'm right now, feeling your energy. And I just, I can't wait for everyone to see it live on November 1st. And, and so we're excited to have you, really. Thanks. Thank you, for, thank you for doing this, Maria. And John, thanks for having this conversation with us today. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. And, but I do want to give directions for those, Chris, that may be listening to this after the event and want, want to catch up. They want to learn more about your work and uh, the book and uh, let's give them directions on how they can find that. Yeah. So if one quick way is to go to the website, Chris McChesney and Chris is C-H-R-I-S and McChesney is M-C-H-E-S-N-E-Y. Like Kenny Chesney, 
only without the biceps and an MC at the beginning. That's the easiest <laughs> way I can. It's Chris McChesney, 4DX.com. Or just hit me on LinkedIn if you want. Chris McChesney on LinkedIn. And we'll get you set up with the books or direct you to people at Franklin Covey. Anything you want to know? Or Maria, yeah, have come to the event. So Yeah, absolutely. Come to the event, folks. But if you missed out, that's a good place to connect with what Chris has got to offer. But Maria, let's give the in the de- details one more time. Deets. Yep, the deets one more time. So this again is that on November first. It's in two weeks, roughly. No, mm-hmm. ten days. Yeah, Wednesday. It's a that, Wednesday yeah. morning. Wow, from nine to twelve, we are having a breakfast from eight fifteen to nine. So if you'd like to join us for that, it's hosted by the uh, North Point Community Church. This is not a religious event. I've actually asked, had people ask me that. This is for business. This mm-hmm. is about learning how to execute on those strategies going into the new year, especially. And so this is a gift to your team. And uh, you could register at C-F-N-E-G, and that's C is in Charlie, F is in Frank, N is in Nancy, E is in Edgar, G is in goat.org. I'm dating myself. I remember my parents saying that over the phone, like when they were saying it's always with a name. <laughs> you know, it was like, just like that. But yeah. yeah, we'd love to have you. You could always reach out to to me on, it's M. Walden Sullivan at cfneg.org. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. those are good ways for you to come on. We'd love to have you. We have a lot of organizations that have given us tickets, have bought tickets, so we have some oh, great. that we could comp in as a scholarship. So please let me know if you'd love to be there. And this is affordable to everybody. And it's for nonprofits. It's for profits. It's really, if you've got an org, what organization doesn't need help with a little execution, right? So what it, where wherever you are in that continuum, this is the event for you. So, wow, great stuff from Chris McChesney, Maria Walden Sullivan. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, John. Thanks, Maria. Thank yeah. you. I'll see you soon. Yeah. Thank. Thanks again. Excellent. Thanks, John. Yep. Hey, folks. Just a quick reminder: if you are having execution issues in your back office. Did you like that segue? If you're if you've got bookkeeping issues or you have just administrative tasks that are weighing you down in your business, well here's a solution. The team at Office Angels can help. They have a whole team of angels that can fly in, get that work done and fly out. And they do it on an ongoing or as needed basis. Your terms, your timeline. They lend a hand when needed and can restore the joy back to your business. Give them a call at 678-528-0500. Let them know we sent you. Explain what your problem is, and they'll be glad to help. And folks, just a couple other quick reminders before we leave today. I've got a book coming out at the end of this year. It's called The Generosity Mindset Method for Business Success. Raise your confidence, your value, and your prices. If that's a pricing Business development is an issue for you as a solo or small professional services firm. This book may be for you. If you want more information on that, you can go to thegenerositymindset.com. Also, I just want to thank you, our uh, audience. You are fantastic. Uh, You, our listeners, have supported us for these past seven and a half years, and we just passed show number 700 for North Fulton Business Radio, and we're excited about that uh, milestone 
And we've only gotten this far because of you. And you continue to share the show when you've heard of a great business leader uh, like Chris that we just had here today talk about uh, the work that he's doing. Continue to do that, please. When you hear someone that you think somebody else ought to hear about, please continue to share the show, like us on social media, as you've always done, because you help us shine the light on business owners that otherwise might not be found, and you help us live into our mission to be the voice of business in the North Fulton region. So for my guest, Chris McChesney, Maria Walden-Sullivan, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.